Welcome back to Yes X or No Audio. Hello everyone. It's Monday, November the 13th. It's approaching 3 o'clock in the afternoon here on the eastern seaboard of Australia. And as per the script, here are the anti-war headlines from the last week, starting on the 5th. Pentagon says US is flying drones over Gaza to look for hostages. US official says Israel has not come close to destroying Hamas leadership. Israeli minister says dropping nuke on Gaza is an option. Blinken visits Iraq as attacks on US troops continue. US announces presence of guided missile submarine in the Middle East. US to transfer $320 million in precision bomb kits to Israel. Gaza death toll surpasses 10,000. State Department officials slam Biden's Israel policy in dissent memo. Israel continues to rebuff US calls for humanitarian pause. Netanyahu envisages indefinite Israeli occupation of Gaza. White House says Israel has killed many, many thousands of innocents. Biden discusses potential three-day pause for hostage deal with Netanyahu. Russia. Israeli minister's new comment raises huge number of questions. White House says Israel will have initial security responsibility in Gaza after war. Israel says its troops are fighting in the heart of Gaza City. US official says Gaza death toll likely higher than being reported. US says Israel agreed to four-hour daily pauses in Gaza. Top US general warns Israel's killing of civilians will create more Hamas members. Diplomats warn White House support for Israel is destroying U.S. image in Middle East. Netanyahu says Israeli military is the only force that can control Gaza. Jake Sullivan says Israel should follow rules of war but won't judge if they are. Israeli president claims Hitler's Mein Kampf was found in Charles' room in Gaza. Kaching. For the rest of the planet, we have as follows. In the wider Middle East, US forces attacked 38 times in Syria and Iraq since October 17th. Is that a typo, Dave DeCamp? Did you mean October 7th? Don't know. Houthis shot down US MQ-9 Reaper drone off Yemen. US launches more airstrikes in eastern Syria against IRGC site. IRGC means Iranian Republican Guard Corps. Four more attacks on US bases in Iraq and Syria after US airstrikes. Moving on to Ukraine, US European officials broach the idea of peace talks with Ukraine. Zelensky aid criticizes Western countries quote war fatigue end quote. Ukraine takes credit for car bombing that killed politician in Luhansk. New Slovak government rejects military aid package for Ukraine. In Asia Pacific we have Philippines, Japan working on military pact for reciprocal deployments. And completely out of nowhere, we have, on Assange, Republicans and Democrats unite to push for Assange's freedom. Might this be because all the news is talking about a war in Palestine? I think I can slip this one through while nobody's looking. <laughs> in the Other Voices section, we have up front Israel-Palestine war slash security state. First of all, a bit from Chris Hedges. Israel's final solution for the Palestinians, which is quite detailed and scary as hell. Chris Hedges' letter to the children of Gaza. You can see where he's going with that one. And from Dennis Kucinich at Shear Post, we have the nothingness of a war consciousness. John Helmer has a brilliant article called The Politics of Slaughter of Everybody, which is a revisit of the line from the history of the Pelop ancient Greek Peloponnesian War, which was used by Yanis Varoufakis some years ago when he talked about the treatment of Greece and its economy by 
the big three being the European Central Bank, the IMF and whoever else it was, maybe it was the World Bank, and how they just smashed the Greek, Greek economy to pieces. Uh, anyway, the end of the quote is, the weak suffer what they must. John Helmer revisits it in this article, The Politics of the Slaughter of Everybody. It uses the entire quote. It's a beautiful piece of writing. Then we have from Craig Murray, The Right of Self-Defence, which is just to use international law and rip shit out of Israel's bullshit. And then we have from Vijay Prashad, trying to put things in a greater context, from Gaza and Cuba. They ask, are you human like us? Then from a couple of journalists at Shearpost, we have Maximilian Alvarez and Naisal Noor on the ground at the largest pro-Palestinian march in US history. Then from Mark Curtis, published at Consortium News, but I believe he's a member of UK Declassified, we have When Britain Aided Israel's Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine. Just a little history. And then another one from Craig Murray, fighting back against the state because they're going after him big time. And from Andre Martinov, a little documentation of you know one of these little sort of uh, foreign influence policy warmongering military industrial complex freaking tools that comes in, flits about, does a few things, and that gets you know upgraded elsewhere. So it's a cute little article. Check it out. It's called Another One Bites the Dust by Andrei Martinov, and then we have on the Scott Horton Show an interview with Connor Freeman, who's one of the writers for Anti-War and I think the Libertarian Institute too. The title is The Palestinians Are Getting Slaughtered. So I think you can guess where that's going. Uh, and then from Larry Johnson, US inching towards World War Three, while Biden administration hides US casualties. Tell me something new, Larry. Uh, and then M.K. Badrakuma from his site, Indian Punchline, which was also republished at Consortium News, we have US-Israel to open second front in Lebanon. I don't think so, Badrakuma. You know more about that shit than I am, but I do because you're an ex-diplomat, but all the same, if they do that, Hezbollah will go nuts with the 150,000 rockets. So anyway, we'll see. On Ukraine, we have the Ukrainian Peace Talk Trial Balloon by Bernard at Moon of Alabama. Nice title, Bernard. And then from uh, Tony Kevin, who's a former Australian ambassador, who I like very much. Um, Ambassadors are useful because, you know, they get more details than than us plebs get. And he was posted, I think, to Russia at some point. He's quite a penchant for Russian culture. And he's an interesting commenter commenter and writer in particular. And the title is, Is an Endgame Insight for Ukraine? And then again from Martinov, we have... uh, before he departed to Kazakhstan, and this is talking about um, what Russia is doing while all this crap's going on in Palestine. It's quite interesting. And then we have a very interesting title for an article by Christopher Lane, Christopher Lane and Benjamin Schwartz, republished at Natalia's Place, called The American Origins of the Russo-Ukrainian War. And I really like the title to label the war as the... the <laughs> Russo-Ukrainian war, because that's, they're the belligerents. But the, t- the title is really nice, The American Origins of the Russo-Ukrainian War. So really good titling there. And of course, it's just, it looks at the history. It's obvious. Da, 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 da. Um, and then we have another uh, person on the Scott Horton Show, which is another person from Andy War. And this is Ted Snyder. He publishes uh, works at original.andywar. Uh, and the title of the interview is Ukraine Would Have Fared Better Without Washington. 
ho, ho, ho. So what's the old line? Uh, it's uh, dangerous to be an enemy of the United States and especially dangerous to be an ally. <laughs> so it's, you know, that, that same sort of stuff. And then we have uh, an interesting one by Anatole Levin called Sacrificing the Health of Western Europe for the Sake of Ukraine? Question mark. And I put a little flag here for you. Watch out for Anatole Levin. He knows a lot about, well, a fair amount about uh, Eastern European politics, uh, has some understanding of the Ukraine. And he was a very interesting, balanced uh, geopolitical commentator in the lead-up to the war. But as soon as the war started, he flipped straight to, yes, go US, arm Ukraine, bomb them all, kill them all. So watch out for him a little bit. But he does know some of the details, so it's worth looking at. And then um, there's nothing in the Asia-Pacific area. Uh, And then we have the sort of human topic. So on the Assange front, we have Craig Murray and and everyone going after him, because Murray's an old friend of Assange's. And an associate, you'd say, of WikiLeaks. And he's never a member of the organisation or paid anything by them. But he's a friend of Assange's and so forth. Anyway, his Twitter account got hacked in a very interesting way. Not only did they change the password, but they went and did a a bunch of things after that, which you shouldn't be able to do unless you've got access to Twitter's internal API. And that tells us something about who did it. The title of the article is The Curious Hacking of at Craig Murray Org, which is his Twitter handle. And then under the David McBride heading, which I'm going to be covering this week and next, depending on how long the trial goes for, we have an article from John Pilger. And I'm really happy to see this. We are Spartacus, published at Consortium News. Then on the video front, I found something which I was very happy to find by this new site slash person called Neutrality Studies. And the guy's name is Pascal. He's Swiss and he's studying uh, neutrality as a, as a, you know, remember that the Austrians used to be neutral and the da-da-da and the value of neutral states and so forth. Anyway, that's the sort of background to what he's doing. He's got a bunch of really good people in there. So I've seen there's an there's a interview from Vijay Prashad. There's another one, uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, a bunch of interesting people he's speaking with. So I think this is a good find. Anyway, so uh, the case of this one is Claire Daly Month. So he does a monthly summary of the crazy and cool things that Claire Daly says to the European Parliament. So thank you very much, Pascal. So I'm going to throw these at you whenever I get them. So that's the first. And then we have from Alex Christoforo, a really good daily wrap-up from the 6th, called Stalemate Ukraine Shift in Strategy, Blinken warns Iran, don't do it. And I have a lot of powder uh, which is which is a nice little play on a line from Zelensky by the guy who started Mega. What's his name? Kim.com. So a good play. Anyway, so it's a good report by uh, Christopher. And then we have a bunch of stuff from Judging Freedom, so interviews with McGregor and Ritter. Um, so the one with McGregor is called America's Failed Diplomacy, and the one with Ritter is called Why Israel is Losing Its War. They're both Okay. Then we have the thing I mentioned about Pascal, the chat with Vijay Prashad, and the title is Vijay Prashad on the genocide committed against the Palestinians by Israel and the collective West. Note the end, the collective West part. Then we have a cool thing. So Mark Steiner is a guy who's had a show on the Real News Network for quite some time. Looks like a new series has started off, and his first guest is Chris Hedges. Nice to see Hedges in front of the microphone rather than behind it. And lastly, a really good piece of interviewing uh, and response, which is Michael Ho, sorry, Matthew Ho, on uh, Judging Freedom. 
And I, it's not just about, as the title says, our guards and civilians combatants. It's also what's been happening in Ukraine. And I think that Ho gives a really good collection of comments on the topics that are covered. Lastly, the article from the newsletter this week, which I'd like to mention, is the one on the truth wins, which is to say we all know what's going to go down in Ukraine now. It's over. It's all over. So I, because that's the case, I did a sort of revisit. First of all, uh, why is it over? You know, it's pretty obvious. And I refer to the discussion that occurs on the Durand between the Alexes. And then after that, I have a little look at the coverage of the conflict that I did because I can feel like things are moving on. And I don't want to forget it. It's been a really interesting conflict to cover and I try and highlight some of the really good reporting that's been done by a collection of English language journalists from people like Eva Bartlett to Patrick Lancaster uh, to, for example, Dima from the Summary Channel, who's, you know, he's, uh, English is not his native language and he put in a huge effort to do, you know, accurate daily reports on the state of the conflict and there's other people like Colonel McGregor and, uh, and Brian Belevic as well, who did a great job. So that's what that article is about. And it links back to just a few of the articles that I published in the newsletter over the course of the war, which I now consider pretty much over. We're in mop-up operations. It's a matter of wait, Russia finding the, the, the terms and the time to shut it down. Of course, they want it over as soon as possible, but they've got certain outcomes they want to achieve. So they'll be playing for whatever time suits them. They're under no pressure whatsoever, and the US can keep arming and killing Ukrainians as long as they want. Russia has won, and all that's going to happen from here is more Ukrainians die. Again. And again. Catch you next week. Welcome back to Yes X or No Audio.